Welcome to Canadian Equities, a short bi-weekly podcast series where we speak with top business leaders and hear their perspectives on the industries in which they operate. For the full-length version, find our link in the podcast notes or connect with us at acumencapital.com. I am your host, Robert Cooper. Today, I am joined by Hammond Power Solutions Chairman and CEO, Bill Hammond. Hammond is the largest manufacturer of dry-type transformers in North America and one of the largest in the world. Hammond engineers and manufactures a wide range of standard and custom transformers that are exported globally in electrical equipment and systems for diverse industries such as energy, mining, steel, waste, construction, data centers, and wind power generation. Hammond trades under the ticker HPS.A on the TSX. Today, we will be discussing the dynamics of family-owned businesses, energy, supply chains, the transformer market, and doing business internationally. Bill, thanks for spending time with Canadian Equities today. My, my pleasure, Robert. Bill, for those who may not know the company, what does it do and where does it operate? As you mentioned, we are the uh, largest dry-type transformer manufacturer in North America. Uh, our headquarters is in Guelph, Ontario, which is where the original company was founded back in 1917 by my grandfather. We have 11 plants uh, across the world and about 1,500 uh, employees building the broadest range of uh, dry-type transformers that we are aware of that exists from any one manufacturer anywhere in the world. The so-called energy transition is the talk of the town these days. How is Hammond positioned to take advantage of this, assuming it occurs as quickly as proponents suggest? Well, the wonderful thing about transformers is that most things that use electricity require transformers to either step the voltage up or step it down. And um, so transformers are used in a very broad range of applications from energy generation to all sorts of industrial and commercial applications outside of the transmission realm in terms of the transmission of power. uh, Dry transformers are the dominant technology that are used. And again, we've been in this business of building transformers since 1927. So uh, there aren't too many applications or designs that we haven't seen over the past 60 to 70 years. Uh, And again, it's uh, an essential component that's used around the world in all sorts of applications. Well, supply chains are in the news and around the world, they've been snarled for probably the past year and a half, maybe a little bit longer. And this has impacted your business to a degree as well. In your estimation, what are the main issues impacting the supply chain for Hammond? And what do you think the solution is to resolve the problem if there is one? Maybe I'll start with what we are doing to try to minimize the uh, issues that we have. And, And we, like anyone else, certainly have experienced issues with any components that have computer chips in them. Um, The main uh, material that we are suffering some allocation issues with is core steel material, which uh, all comes from either Russia, China, Korea, or Japan. But the benefit that we have is that we're the largest uh, user of materials and components in the dry transformer business. So our scale generally gives us a preferential or advantageous status with our suppliers. It hasn't uh, caused or uh, uh, minimized uh, 
all uh, issues or whatever, but I think we definitely have been in a better shape than any of our dry transformer competitors. And that's one of the reasons that we've actually been growing so fast this year is because uh, many of our smaller competitors have run out of steel and actually some of our larger global competitors. And uh, we, because of our a better supply of core steel in particular, and because of our large inventory of finished good product, um, we've actually been uh, taking market share from them because they haven't been able to supply. I'd also say that our supplier strategies help. Uh, we focus on building long-term relationships with normally no more than two suppliers, with uh, one of them dominant. So again, that helps in getting preferential treatment because we're building a, a long-term win-win preferential relationship, usually with a, a dominant supplier of one particular material or so. And I would say our ability to give our suppliers a forward-looking forecast based on demand or a sales forecast is a significant benefit. I believe that we spend a lot more time forecasting and planning sales than most of the electrical industry, and uh, this has certainly helped uh, secure scant supplies, particularly into uh, a quarter or six months ahead. Also, I would say our multiple plants allow us to move many products around if we're running short of coarse steel, for example, in one plant, and, and that has helped uh, us uh, with some semblance of control over things that are beyond our control. And uh, last but not least, uh, we're in the process of setting up uh, manufacturing of some of our North American products in India. And this is also going to uh, not only diversify our supply chain by tying into uh, Indian and Asian suppliers, but also uh, should reduce our costs for those supplies going forward. So we haven't missed uh, all of the problems that uh, seem to be plaguing our industry, but I think we've done better than most up until now. What is the main difference in operating in Canada, serving Canadian customers, and operating overseas? Well, I would uh, maybe change the question a bit and say, what's the difference of doing business in uh, Europe, the Middle East, and India versus North America? And uh, we did have operations in Europe until we uh, closed them down. We found that uh, Europe is not one place or thing as most people talk about it. It's really a collection of uh, very different countries and cultures, 15 or more different countries and markets. And although they have uh, their own local preferences, uh, for instance, uh, you know, a German company would certainly like to buy from a German manufacturer and have German levels of quality. They also want that level of quality with uh, equivalent to the prices that you might get from manufacturers in the Czech Republic or from Romania or from Turkey or even China. So uh, it's a lot more um, competitive, I would say, than North America in that sense. And the end result is it's difficult to be profitable as compared to North America. And in the Middle East, it's important to have local sponsorship to gain access to the marketplace, which uh, may require incentives or at least uh, setting up business with a local member of the royal family, as it may be in the Arabian, Arabian Peninsula or a domestic company. Certainly in Southern Asia and places like India, 
and countries around India, we find that uh, the pace of doing business and making decisions is a lot different than here in North America. And I would say that the level of corruption is much greater than you would see certainly in Canada and the United States and even Mexico, which makes it difficult for a publicly traded company to do business in places like certainly the Middle East uh, and Asia. And a lot of Canadian companies, I think the perception that the United States is, uh, other than China, which has its own problems, um, is the largest market uh, in the world. It has one currency, one set of laws, which certainly tie into international laws, and and also one set of electrical standards in our case, and um, a much different pace of doing business. The end result is uh, for Hammond, uh, between 60 and 65% of our businesses in the United States and uh, certainly the North American market, uh, particularly with the kind of tariff protection and the legislation and everything else that is happening, is becoming more important to us as we sort of think of Fortress North America. Hammond is a family-controlled business. It's been around for 100 years. Has being publicly traded helped or hurt in the context of family dynamics? I would say that it has uh, helped our company because I believe that my needs as the major shareholder in the company uh, are no different than all other outside shareholders with the exception of not wanting to sell the company. It uh, causes us, I believe, to focus on being a better company, being more profitable. And uh, as, as a public company that is family controlled, we can be more patient and uh, we can take the longer term perspective of investing in businesses and strategic opportunities over the next year or two that uh, we believe will certainly pay dividends to the future of this company as opposed to being focused on quarterly profitability. And we recognize that profitability is important, but we tend to focus more on a year-over-year basis uh, than quarter-over-quarter, particularly when you look at how volatile and uncertain uh, businesses can be, not only year-to-year, but uh, quarter-to-quarter. I believe that it's made us a better company. Bill Hammond, thanks for joining us today. You are very welcome, Robert. Note that this podcast is not making an investment recommendation on any companies discussed. We welcome your comments on today's episode or any other episode. Connect with us at acumencapital.com.